Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of gospel reflection, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. I'm joined today by Rob Longo, Todd Payton, and Rick Hackman. Welcome one and all. Good to be here. David, how are you? Awesome, awesome. And if everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. But before we do that, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us break open the bread of life? I would love to. Let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the gift of your love the gift of our lives, the gift of, of your word, Lord, and, uh, and the, this, the, the beauty of your invitation and the fact that we can access your word anytime uh, if we just take the time to break away and, and open your love letter to us and, and, uh, and just allow you to speak into our hearts, into our lives as husbands, as wives, as fathers and mothers, as brothers and sisters and friends in all aspects of our lives. And that's what we're going to do here, Lord. We're just going to ask you to to send your Holy Spirit into this conversation. Uh, make this time just a time of prayer where we grow deeper in our knowledge of you, not for our own gain, but just to, to know you in such an intimate way that it, it, uh, it creates a love for you and a desire to, to be with you and, and to do your will and then to reach out to others and serve. So, Lord, please, we just ask you to help us to, to know you, love you, and serve you this day and always. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Rick, do you mind giving us a little gospel love this morning? I'd be happy to. The gospel, as David said, comes from uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Every time I hear the words of of this Gospel passage, starting with, come to me, I I can't read them. I just start breaking out into, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened. Isn't that a beautiful song? And I will give you rest. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. What a promise that is that, that God knows that we take on so much burden and we, and we burden ourselves with our sin and our past sin and, and even the sin that we've confessed. You know, we just keep heaping that burden uh, upon ourselves. And he's saying, here, trade. Let's, let's, let's have a trade. You know, give me your heavy burden and, and I'll, I'll give you my yoke, which is easy. 
uh, it's just awesome. Just such a such a beautiful promise. And, and when you think about what his yoke is, uh, I had thoughts going right back to Holy Week and his passion. And for him to say that my yoke is easy, my burden is light, and then to picture what he did and what his burden was, at least here on earth in that particular time, you know, in, in space, for him to say that my yoke is easy, my burden light, is such an incredible glimpse for me into his power and his strength and what he does for us and his peace and his, uh, I, I don't even know if I have words to describe how I can imagine him saying that his burden is light, but he took on the burden of the entire world and he's saying his burden is light. That just blows me away. I, I, I think about that and go, I have my small burdens and I have the things that I think are crosses in my life. And, and then he looks at me and says, here, I'll trade with you because my burden is light. It, it, it's just, a, just an amazing, profound thing to think about who Jesus Christ really is for us. It's just an amazing thing to me this morning, just thinking about this. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this also, and I, the word I circled is, for I am meek and humble yeah. of heart. And I wrote down this little ditty that the Lord gave me, that the pathway to heaven is paved with the stepping stones of humility. And that really brings us back up to the first thing Jesus says, I give praise to you. Whenever we take the accolades or anything else, whenever we take them for ourselves, we actually rob from God the Father. I want to live a life where all praise goes to him, all honor, all glory. I want to live a life of a grateful servant, a grateful heart that I can thank him throughout my day at every moment, even in the difficulties of my day. Again, it goes on to the next part of the statement. Lord of heaven and earth, my God is in control. He's in control. What do you want to teach me? What should I learn today? Because we're, you know, again, the Lord is really working on me on the, on the, on the scripture verse that says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. I don't know about anybody else, but I have trouble with that because I, I have it reversed. I do the quick to speak and slow to listen. Because if we truly listen, listen to the people brought God brings into our, our life for counsel. Listen to the Lord as we take quiet time with him. Because the Lord wants us, I believe, every day to be in communion with him, common union, to take quiet time to listen. We are so busy speaking and Zooming, we don't hear the Lord, and he wants to speak to us. He sends people. He sends situations. He sends you know, books, pamphlets, CDs, all kinds of things to help us see and to hear and to be open to do his will. But boy, we get so caught up and we just... We put our own yoke on, and man, that puppy's heavy, burdensome. And then when we're in control of our own yoke, where do we go? We don't plow just our field. We plow everywhere. And we create— <laughs> Plow we, over everybody, too. Everybody, <laughs> right. So, you know, I love that. You know, I my goal every morning is to be like the birds at 5 o'clock. Wake up and sing the praises of God. When you listen to them, it's amazing. It is a symphony, and it lasts about an hour. I think in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus kept going out to his three closest compadres saying, yo, 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 wake up. Can't you give me at least one hour? So for me, the challenge is give God one hour of my day. He's given me the gift of 24 hours. Give him one full hour, undivided attention, and listen, and just let him speak to our hearts. I'm telling you, change your life, and that's the challenge God's putting on me. It's, it's interesting, David, as you're talking about this, uh, I was at an office this past week, and uh, and there's a bulletin board right at, right at the, the receptionist counter, and all these different articles, and 
and uh, and you know comic strip clippings. You just you know, as you're waiting, get to get to be entertained. And uh, one of them was the diary of a dog versus the diary of a cat. And the dog's diary was you know, eight a.m. You know, I had breakfast. That's my favorite thing. Nine a.m. You know, took a walk. That's my favorite thing. 10 a.m., you know, played with the kids. That's my favorite thing and went through everything. And then at the end of every, uh, you know, describing each of the items he did, that's my favorite thing. And then the cat was 983rd day of my captivity. You know, the, and then the cat was just complaining about the bad food and the bad, you know, environment. And the, and he's like, wow, what a difference, you know? And, and, you know, it's like that Eeyore and Tigger, you know, from Winnie right. the Pooh. Am I, am I being Eeyore? Or my being Tigger just full of joy and you know just bounding with with God's love and and to do what you just said about the birds that that first hour how how good do we feel after we praise or after we give thanks and if we just start our day just with a litany of thanksgiving a litany of praise our Lord says the sacrifice He wants is is a sacrifice of praise right not not what we can give up or or suffer you know, He wants that praise as as His sacrifice and if we do that in the morning man what a springboard for our day just like you know that that contrast of the dog and the cat you know yep. just have that that joyful thankful heart uh, you know the the part of the uh the apostolic exhortation joy what was it called that pope francis just wrote the joy of the gospel right that's right mm-hmm. and he, he uses the word sourpuss you know that he does don't be a sour <laughs> we have we have so, we have the best news ever don't be a sourpuss you know yeah. to go out there with love and with joy and that's when the yoke that you're talking about, Todd, that's when it becomes light. Yes. When we do it with such love that we know who we're doing it for. Everything we do, we're doing it for God, right? To bring God into every situation in our lives. That when we have this burden that he's saying is light, which is the suffering, right? We're, right. we're called to suffer and, and do it in love that no matter what, it's not an either or, it's a both end. That we can go through the suffering and still be at peace. Yes. Right, I met a woman whose son was born completely normal this past week, completely normal. Was given a vaccine, vaccine, and he just is now in almost complete dependence. He's a, he's, a, he's an adult now. He can't talk. He can't, you know, engage in life and mm-hmm. like 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 we like we do. He can walk. He can't dress himself, and she's carrying this burden, and she's doing it with such joy, mm-hmm. with such peace, with such love. Right, so she was a beautiful example of this both end, and that cross that she was given is now turned into a home that cares for adults that have certain learning disabilities, or they just can't. You know, whether it's adults with Down syndrome, or like her son with you know severe autism, or whatever, she now from this cross, surrendering it to our Lord, allowing Him to work in her and through her. Now there's 15 adults that live together in three separate homes. They have a day program, right? So it's not an either or, it's a both end. That in, in the sufferings of our day, in the trials of our lives, we can still have a light. It can be light because Jesus is, is there. Yeah. And what you just shared, Rob, also what we do is we break the, the record of the enemy. Because the enemy, he wants us to get into negativity. He wants us to complain. He wants us to be, a, as Pope Francis says, a sourpuss. But God wants us to live a life of joy so that we're an invitation to Christianity, to Christ. We doesn't want us walking around, oh, woe is me. And I think that's in the Bible somewhere. Don't, don't look like, you know, when you're praying, don't look this yeah. way or that way. So for me, it breaks the record of the enemy. Whenever the enemy tries to get me to complain about somebody or, you know, can you believe this person did this to me or whatever, 
God says, whoa, 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 use that that the enemy meant for evil, turn it around, pray for that person, offer a mass up for them, a daily mass, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them, and it breaks the enemy's record. Whenever I get into a, get on the negativity roller coaster, which has no exit, you know, I get on the negativity, the Lord says, praise me. Praise God for everything we have, the gift of our eyesight, of our hearing, of our smell, of our children, of our wife, whatever. Just start praising God, and guess what? You get off the ride. So these are all weapons to use against the enemy to break his record, to disconnect from his channel. What does he want to do? He wants to rob us of our joy. He wants to depress us. He wants to keep us from our mission with Christ. So break the record. Praise God. Know that he is in control. As it says, he's the Lord of heaven and earth. You know, so it's beautiful. And then what's another key word in here that really jumped out at me was, you know, um, and the learned, you have revealed them to the little ones. I always want to remain small, like St. Teresa Lisieux. I always want to be the little one, the little flower, the small one that God is continually teaching. Every day of our lives, God is teaching us if we're open to learn. He'll teach us how to handle this situation, preparing us for the next. He'll teach us how to handle that situation, preparing us for the next. And if we are open to learn and grow what it looks like to live a life of unconditional love, the fruit that we get back from that journey and that life is things that money can't buy. No stuff, no anything can buy. So don't look to the world to solve it. Jesus is the answer. He says it here. I will give you rest. He gives us his peace, his joy, his love, his contentment, his meekness, his humbleness. And it's like, wow, I don't have to save the world. I don't have to do this. God's going to do it through me if it's his will. He will. He just wants us to be active participants. And that's the whole thing with the, the vision of the yoke. You know, we put that on. The yoke is meant so that Jesus controls us and keeps us plowing that straight line. Yes, we're going to hit rocks. We're going to hit tough soil. All that's going to happen. But Jesus is never going to overwork us. He's going to water us. He's going to care for us. But he's going to plow his fields. Why? So we can produce fruit, fruit that lasts for eternity. That's the salvation of souls. Yes. We don't know. And then, and don't get so confused as I think it needs to be the masses. God could have us do something, no matter how huge it is, for one person. When Jesus was walking down the street with all these crowds of people, he saw one person who was ready, Zacchaeus in a tree. And by name he called him, and he spent invested time with him for the salvation of his soul. So let us not get caught up in, well, I don't really this, I don't really that. Stop that. We are all given the opportunities in our uniqueness to be Christ to the world, to bring him into the lives of people in nursing homes, in our family, Every day, get your priorities in order. God first, spouse second, children third. Anything takes away from that, you're out of balance. You are out of balance. I don't care, church or not, you are out of balance. The next is our mission field, which includes our church activity, includes our workplace, includes our, our community. The number five on the list is self. Keeping yourself healthy. You know, keeping yourself, your body, your body temple healthy, because we want to live a long life with the Lord to take him to as many people as we can. Amen. I like the, uh, uh, this term, I am meek and humble of heart. Uh, I think uh, we talked about how some people confuse meekness with weakness. 
And there's so many times where uh, the Lord shows that being meek is not being weak at all. It's, it's this idea of having total control over everything that you want to have control over and choosing to be calm, to be still, to allow things to unfold in a certain way, to be uh, soft and quiet to people, to be loving in a way that's not an affront to them in any way. Uh, this, this meekness uh, is the exact opposite of weakness. It's, it's showing so much power that you are able to approach situations and be meek and humble uh, out, of, out of your choice and out of your place of strength. And that it's not a place of weakness at all. And here, here's you know the God of the universe who could choose to display power any way He wanted, and and He cho- and He chooses this this word meekness so often throughout the Gospels, um, and how gentle and loving that He is towards so many people, uh, while at the same time you know there's Jesus uh, tearing the, the the tables up in the temple, uh, but but more times than not He's He's showing His strength and His love and His power through this idea of meekness. And that's such a challenge, I think, for me. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that, that being meek and being that, that soft person, what I need to be, does not threaten my strength. It does not threaten me as a man, even, uh, to, to be able to do that, because, of course, Jesus is the perfect human example and certainly the perfect example for us as men. Um, and so that, that meekness has been a, a journey for me to, to, to learn about that. Yeah, just, just picture Jesus when there was, you know, slapping him and plucking his beard and spitting on him and yelling at him, and he could have crushed him, right? But he knew he had an audience of one, mm. right? And we, we hear, that, hear that word over and over again in, in this gospel, Father. Right? Father's, you know, four or five times in this little gospel passage. So his audience of one, his Father, God the Father, that's, that's who he, you know, he, that's it. So in our lives, when we're getting our, you know, beards plucked, and people are spitting, you know, insults at us or, you know, whatever. We have an audience of one. We have an audience of one. And then the question that we should ask ourselves or ask God is, God, please reveal, are my desires pure? You know, are my desires pure? And, and are people rejecting, you know, am I being harsh? Am I being critical? You know, just let me know if there's things that I'm doing in my approach that is causing any of this. You know, because we want them, if they're rejecting anything, we don't want them, we, we, we don't want any of our personality to, be messing things up, and God will reveal that if we're open to learning, um, and then just be be at peace, right, with that audience of one, God. And you know, and again, and I'm just keep reflecting on you know, I will give you rest. Another down towards the end of this reading, God doesn't want to and will not overburden us. He will always give us the grace for the journey we're on, no matter what it is. And if we are filled with anxiety and we feel like we're carrying this big weight on our shoulders, well, then more than likely we're carrying our own weight. We need to put it at the foot of the cross and then get back in relationship with God because if we are in spirit, filled with the spirit, which our, our, our other reading comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 9, 11, and 13, if we live in the spirit and God is living in us, Here's the beauty. We're set free. We own nothing. We're the steward of God's treasures, our house, our car, our life. It's beautiful. When you realize you don't own anything, you don't possess anything, that everything is gift from God, and you are merely stewards and caretakers of it, you're set free. Second piece is you're set free. You don't have to do all this stuff. When you surrender to God, Jesus does it through you. You invite Jesus into your heart. He says it here 
He says, take my yoke. He invites us. He is a gentle lover. He invites us to be used in his great plan for salvation of souls. So take my yoke upon you. And that invitation, we say our yes. Mary said it so beautifully. You know, she said, be it done to me according to your word. I'm the handmaid of the Lord. That's our model. Mary is our model disciple. She's the first disciple of Jesus Christ, first saved through his merits. So for me, you know, I want to surrender. Be it done to me according to your word. And then it's God that does it. It's God that gets the glory. It's God who owns it. He's just asking me to be a good steward, a good caretaker of all his gifts. Man, that makes your life a great adventure. You're part of God's story of salvation for the world. It's unbelievable. And and God loves us so much, he gives us free will, right, that he's not going to force us into anything, and and we have to take action to accept the gift. And these are invitations. These are, come to me, right, come to me. So we have to do something. Take my yoke and then learn from me, Yes. right? Come to me, take my yoke, learn from me. So we have to get in the game, right? We have to make an ascent of our will and choose Jesus, right? No choice, a choice it's a choice. If we're, if, we're, if we're just kind of sitting on the sidelines, we made a choice. Right? If we're not actively choosing Jesus, then we've, we've made the choice. Right? So let's pray for the, um, you know, just for the strength and the courage to choose him every day, to come to him, to take, take his yoke and to learn from him. And there's a key word, key word that goes along with the learn. You have to implement what you've learned because we can be hearers of the word. We can know the Bible Front to back, back to front, we think we know all about Jesus Christ. Yeah, we know a lot about him, but guess what we don't know? We don't know him. So when we learn things, we then need to implement them. You know, like for me, a struggle for me right now is <laughs> listen, 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 quick to listen. God is speaking to us through all kinds of means and avenues. And then slow to speak. Why? Because we need to internally seek God's counsel. How do you want me to respond? Do you want me to respond? What do you want me to share? That is when we get to that level, we become a sage. We become this, this person who God has gifted with so much wisdom when we can help people. But too many times, too many times we just blurt blurt it out there, blurt, blurt it out there, and we move too fast, and we didn't even let God get a word in edgewise. So for me, quick to listen, slow to speak slow to anger. That's what God's working on me, and it's so important, I think, uh, for each of us. Uh, of all those, what you're saying there, it, our logic is so busy, and so it's so easy to rush, right, and to say, I need to solve this problem, that problem. I'm going to be quick to speak. I just want to get through this issue here. And I, okay, now I'm going to the next thing. Now somebody else is coming at me with something else, and so this idea of being quick to hear and slow to speak uh, sometimes it's so easy for us to get caught up in our days, right, and in our weeks, especially during certain rhythms and cycles of the year where you are just trying to plow from one thing to the next, solve one problem to the next, and along the way, there's all this wreckage that, that you cause, right, on the side of the road. When you look back behind you, there's either scorched earth, there's wreckage on the side of the road, there's damage that you caused to other people's hearts, right, to something they're trying to really talk to you about. Maybe something really serious or, or, or critical is happening in their lives or they really need help. They need wisdom, you know, or counsel. Uh, and, and, so, and, and so we do, Dave. We just tend to kind of blow through those things. It's not until afterwards that we realize what we've done. 
and, and one thing I wrote down uh, in between the quick to listen and slow to speak, ask questions. So as we're quick to listen and we're praying while the person's sharing, just ask the Lord, please, Lord, what, what, what question do you want me to ask? Mm-hmm. Right? Because then that'll right. open up them, open them up even more and give you more of an opportunity to listen. Right? right? So then you're, you're inviting them into, into the solution that God has for them. And I heard you, David, in, in a business situation, give that advice to someone that, you know, they had these great ideas and, and you told this person, to invite the people that we're going to be talking to, invite them in, you know, just kind of lay out the situation, invite them in. What do you think? How, how do you think we should handle this instead of just, you know, throwing it out there? So I think this, the, the art of, of questions, Jesus gives us just great examples of the beauty of, of questions, whether it's in our relationship with God and relationship with others personally, you know, in a business sense, if we're coaches you know, in sports, and just the, the art of asking good questions to, uh, to, to pull people in mm. a little deeper. And I think one of the things I just wrote down here is there's a trap of the enemy that's out there. And, it, and I think what it is is we all, a lot of times we try and figure out God's will. I say, oh, oh, this is what God's doing. Oh, oh, that's what God's doing. Oh, this is what God's doing. Oh, that's what God's doing. Stop. Surrender to the Lord. Invite him in. Stay in communion with him, common union with him, and walk it out one day, one step, one day, one step. You'll see him open doors, open windows, open doors, open windows. Walk through them. Don't break doors. Don't break windows. That's not, that's not what God wants us to do. But when we try and figure out God's will, it's like, whoa, whoa, no man knows the mind of God. We don't know the mind of God. He may be doing all he's doing in our journey for one person, that we meet one person in a hospital through our cancer, which is what happened with me, you know, at a beach, wherever. Don't try, because we can get caught up in that trap and trying to figure it out, and then we force the direction to what we think God's doing, and God's like, oh my goodness, there goes my boy. He's running out ahead of me again. Let the let the yoke lay in the field. He's gone. He's zooming. So for me, it's slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. And there's a prayer for a peaceful spirit that's in our book. It's just so precious. Slow down. Let the Lord work in our life. You know, I'd just like to end with this prayer that's a prayer for a peaceful spirit. I think it'll help each and every one of us. And this goes as like this. Please, Lord, slow me down. Ease my pounding heart, quiet my racing mind, steady my hurried steps. Amidst the confusion of my days, grant me the calmness of your peace. Help me to know the truly restoring gift of sleep. Teach me the art of taking time off, to slow down, to see the beauty in your creation, to chat with a friend, to read a few lines from a good book. Remind me each day that there is more to life than increasing its speed. It is living each moment with you and for you. Let me look upwards into the branches of a towering oak, and know that it grew great and strong because it grew slowly and well. Please, Lord, slow me down. Teach me to be gentle and humble of heart, fearing nothing of this world, as you are my Lord. Grant me rest for my soul now and eternally with you. Amen. 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 Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. 
Stewardship, a Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.